The Mr. Dark Eye Podcast is being brought to you by Don Johnson State Farm Insurance, located at Rock Hills, Manchester Village, off of Dave Lyle Boulevard, 572 John Ross Parkway, Suite 106, directly across from TJ Maxx and in between Sweet Frog and the UPS store. Activate Don in your life and experience the impact. Why? Because Don Johnson is a visionary. She's determined, people-focused, a problem solver, and she's generous. As a champion for connectivity and community impact, she gets this work done through Don Johnson State Farm and Don Johnson empowers. Visit donjohnson.net and donjohnsoncares.com to learn more about her work with the people and the community on protecting assets, generational wealth, financial empowerment, women's empowerment, community empowerment, and civic engagement. Does Don Johnson do too much? Maybe, but that's just Don. She loves the community, she loves the people, and she is a change agent. So make sure you stop by Don Johnson State Farm Insurance located at Rock Hills, Manchester Village off of Dave Lyle Boulevard, 572 John Ross Parkway, Suite 106, directly across from TJ Maxx and in between Sweet Frog and the UPS store. And don't forget to tell them Mr. Dark I sent you. All right, what it is, great people, you know who it is. I am Mr. Dark Eye. You're tuned in to the Mr. Dark Eye podcast right here on Anchor FM, New Soul Music, the home of motivation to trust God and live your dreams. Today on the podcast, I got Dr. Joshua Wells here to talk about his business and all the wonderful things you got going on, man. But first off, man, let me put some hand claps on it. And, and welcome you officially to the podcast. Oh, what an honor. What an honor. <laughs> hey, man, it's an honor to have you here. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, and coming through to talk about your business and tell your story and let folks know about everything you got going on. But uh, so let's jump right into it. Go ahead and, you know, officially introduce yourself. Yeah. Give your credentials and let the people know who you are, what you got going on. Well, First of all, it is an honor to be in this chair, in this seat. Yeah. Uh, just the voice of seeing, man, we were reminiscing on all the past. Yeah. It's an honor to be here with it. It has been a journey with it. Um, never thought I would even graduate high school. Wow. Yet alone get a master's and a doctorate. Yeah, <laughs> man. Degree. But yeah, um, it went through it all. And when once graduating high school, even in high school, I had the ear and the heart of a counselor. Okay. Um, I was the guy that many of the friends went to to talk to. Mm -hmm. um, I was single all in high school, but yet was given dating advice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, it was it was different. It was <laughs> risky. It was all kinds of stuff going on with it. But then once I got off campus and got out of my normal culture at home, I went to Lee University and I was offered a scholarship to Berkeley University for saxophone and music, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with all of that anyway. But um, and throughout that journey, while I was there, I ended up getting my bachelor's in pastoral ministry. Okay. Um, still don't plan on being a pastor, not a pastor, yeah. uh, with it per se, with a pulpit. But um, while there, I knew that there was more. Mm hmm what was going on with me and but I knew that whatever I was doing it was for the kingdom amen amen and whatever I was doing and so I went on and then I found out of Liberty University okay while uh, while I was a corrections officer at Moss Justice Center so okay <laughs> which 
was a whole thing by itself. You, you did a few things, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Correction officer. Yeah. Uh, which was, <laughs> that was an experience by itself. However, mm -hmm. because <laughs> I started the day or the month before I got married. Mm. And so it was not working, engaged, had a job, lost a job. But then I'm like, okay, God, what do I do? I'm going to get married and I ain't got no job. Right. Corrections officer it was. Wow. <laughs> I'm in there. Yeah. However, it was very suitable because I was able to get my, I was working on my master's while there. So mm -hmm. part of the jail is uh, in the morning, there's two hours of downtime. And in the evening, there's from four to six, there's downtime. Okay. And so, um, and that's them in their rooms. And then we're just out doing our little roll call for everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I was able to do all my schoolwork mm -hmm. was there because on the days off, you didn't work 36 hours in three days. Mm -hmm. You done mm -hmm. <laughs> with that stress level as well. And so I was recuperating and get a little bit of studying in throughout that time frame. However, um, that's when I'm like marriage and family is my heart. Mm -hmm. That's where I wanted to be. In. Mm -hmm. And so I got my master's in that. And then. I went on and worked for a company called Marriage Rescue. Okay. Um, and that's where I met some NFL stars, people from all over the world, and would literally fly in and I would give marriage counseling for three to from two to four days, depending on what they signed up for. Yeah. Um, with it. And that do it then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. That sounds like that should that need to be in the Bible after Revelation. <laughs> so then right. COVID hit. We got but God, but yeah. then we got but COVID hit. Yeah. Um, like the plagues in the Israel. But um but when that happened, business slowed down mm -hmm. and everything else. So I had to venture out on my own. And that's when we started Hopewell's LLC mm -hmm. um in 2019. Yeah. And then COVID hit after that and everything just shut down with it. But throughout that time frame, I was able to also work independently as a mental health contractor. So I still do that as well. But then when I was able to finish and get my doctorate in clinical counseling, mm -hmm. all of it just comes together mm -hmm. uh, with it. So we've been doing counseling for about 12 years. Okay. Wow. Um, 11, officially yeah. um, with all of that we've done um, I've done some counseling that was like um, I would say independently but it just wasn't under the Hopewell's type okay. um, with that and so the LLC has been in business for about four years now mm -hmm. and we've just now going full time full stream and grinding absolutely so Hopewell's is the counseling yeah marriage counseling business yes and um you so you also focus on mental health with that yes sir okay okay which is great yeah. because <laughs> marriage can be an attack <laughs> on your mental health <laughs> mom is great i don't know what you talking about <laughs> hey well well I'll, I'll say this um it's 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 one of those things where i guess us divorcees can really look at it from that perspective because I'm divorced. I've been okay. divorced since 2015. Okay. Um, so it, it was it was a it was a definitely uphill battle. I got married young though. I got yeah. married at like 26. Yeah. Um. So you know, when it comes down to 
mental health and marriage. Yeah. Um, what is what is the biggest area? Like, what is what is the biggest issue with the mental health? Like, what is, what are some of the reoccurring things that you hear about that get brought up when it comes down to mental health and marriage? So, um, let me answer that in two different ways. Okay. So, um, I get a lot of, and I think it's because of COVID. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of mental health issues with anxiety and depression. Okay. And those are the cousins in my language. Mm. Um, they are, they're accompanied together. They're found. If you find one, you're getting the other. Yeah. Um, and that is a huge, the depression is very huge in, in black culture, mm-hmm. uh, but not talked about. Mm-hmm. It's also very huge everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially with adolescents. When I'm dealing with adolescents and teenagers, the, the concept of understanding that they've been labeled uh, or diagnosed with anxiety and depression, manic disorder, all these things coming about. Um, and those things are real. Um, mm-hmm. However, um, they it's like there's a war mm-hmm. that goes on with it. They don't want the, the stigmatism, but they just want the benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can call it a benefit of being right. called that and um, th- the problem is when a single person or a married person has one of those issues of mental health um, then they bring that into the marriage mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of complications coming in for um, I always start off with the basic every time if it's a couple or an individual I ask the, ba- the same three questions and it's the acronym C how are you sleeping? How are you eating? And how are you exercising? Mm. And I have yet <laughs> to get someone that is doing all, all three, three. All three, yeah. In a healthy way. Right. Sleeping, there's usually the man or the woman mm-hmm. that's going, and it's usually the man that's getting four to six hours of sleep. There's always, and they'll say, I've always had a sleeping problem. That's me. Uh, <laughs> right there, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, then they're, and then they're working... 16 to 18 hours a day but they're only going off of four hours of sleep yeah and then they wonder why they crash and don't want to be around people Mm -hmm. and then you have the eating Mm -hmm. where it's not necessarily what you're eating but it's more of if you're eating enough Mm -hmm. and i and (laughs) it's funny but it's very true how many times um a couple will have an argument Mm -hmm without having eaten mm. an hour or two before they talk about something serious. Right. So the hunger is taking a part of the <laughs> Sir, conversation. Yeah. That, you think that uh, <laughs> the Snickers commercial? Right. They, they, watch, they own something. But I'm telling you, yeah. dude, I literally just left a couple last week that was in my office. Um, and I had, they were talking about something wow. and they said, Dr. Wells, um, we tried to bring this topic up, like you said, but we ended up getting in an argument. And I asked them, did you eat before you talked? <laughs> and they looked at me and did just both of them, Laugh. busted out laughing. Wow. I'm like, were you hungry when you talked? Yeah. And I said, I told you, you think it's facetious. Uh-huh. However, it's true. <laughs> yeah. You go into a, a converse. Now, we can talk about the bull versus the Lakers at any time. Yeah. But when you got something that's pressing, like, Baby, these are issues. We need to find a babysitter. We need to have come together on some kind of issue together. And you haven't eaten either 
because that that argument is going to go longer than it's supposed to. Yeah. And then the longer it gets, it's just like saying, babe, what you want to eat? Wow. <laughs> that that's that's so crazy, man, because I didn't experience that, you yeah. know, where you it's like every little thing bothers you because you're hungry. <laughs> it's yes. crazy, man. It's, but you know what? That starts when we babies, though, right? Absolutely. You Absolutely. know, you know, it, automatically when a baby is crying, it's it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's either going to be the, the feeding them or yes. they got to be changed or whatever yep. it may be. So it's 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 one of the two. So now we in our adulthood, we still throwing tantrums and that yes. crazy when we are hungry, and then you having these discussions. Yes. It's like you know what? If if you just would have ate. Yeah, literally. Hey, that would have saved so many arguments. Wow. From oh, This is why people, they are smiling when they leave a restaurant. Yeah. Because they are full, they're content, and you can ask your spouse or your friend. Anything. At, at, at that moment, they're going to be honest with you. Yeah. And even if they don't want to do it, hell yeah, we can go try. It ain't yeah. going to take long because their body is fulfilled. Wow, man. That satiation has been there. And they're good. Now, if it's a bad restaurant <laughs> yeah. and then they had a bad thing or something yeah. going on, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. But they've had something to know the pain. Wow. So sleeping, exercising. Sleeping, eating, and exercising. Sleeping, eating, and exercising. Gotcha. So wow. the exercising is more vital uh-huh. now in 2023 yeah. than it ever has been. Yeah. And there's so much and this is the odd part. It's easier mm-hmm. than our grandparents and great grandparents had it to do exercise. Mm-hmm. There is Peloton. Mm-hmm. There are apps. There is YouTube where you don't have to go to a gym right. to do exercise. Right. And even if it's cold or hot outside, you can, people are building gyms in their garages. In their garages, yeah. And all those things are going on. But the importance of it is not necessarily to look like a bodybuilder, right, to right. lift a certain amount of weight. Mm-hmm. It's the benefit of knowing that your temple mm-hmm. needs to be conditioned mm-hmm. for what you have been called to do. Absolutely. Speaking of fitness, you like you ain't no stranger to the gym. <laughs> you go to the gym? I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am a, I do powerlifting. Okay. And so I do between four to five days a week. Yeah. Uh, we've been there. We just set our... Um, Max bench press at five thirty. Wow! Last Saturday. <laughs> Dang man, you getting it in? Yeah man, we yeah. go hard. <laughs> yeah man, my nephew Demoris Jackson is a uh, personal trainer. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. He he uh, do all that deadlifting and yeah. stuff. I think he up to like six hundred pounds deadlifting. Okay. Yeah he's he's a beast man. Yeah, I hold the uh, South Carolina state record in bench and deadlift. Really? Yeah. So what's the record? Um, the, for deadlifting it was right at five ninety something. It's in kilos, so I don't remember what okay. it was. And this was two years ago. I said it, and I think my bench was at four nineteen. Oh, okay, okay. I had to let them know that. I mean, <laughs> hey, that's amazing, man. That y'all can. I'm trying to tell you, I go to the gym myself, but I ain't got up to that point yet. I'm gonna get that up. <laughs> and, get that. and that's the thing. You don't have to. Right. As long as you are going there with the goal of knowing the purpose of going to the gym. Right. Day. People, some people go to socialize. Yeah. Some people go just because they want to know, say, I went to the gym. That's it. This would say you went. Yeah. Take a picture in the mirror. Yeah. But there is, there's so many benefits to exercising in a gym. Now, uh-huh. if I could build my own, I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would, but it's, I can't work. There's personality types 
that um, if you build it at the house, they still won't work out. Mm -hmm. Some mm -hmm. people have to go. Mm -hmm. And so if you're that type of person, there's a community in mm -hmm. a healthy gym to where people will help spot you. If you don't get offended, they can help you do certain things while you're working out with yeah. them. But there's a dopamine release mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. that comes forth with that. There's a discipline mm -hmm. that happens now. The things that I do in my counseling is I'm a certified uh, temperament instructor, and what that um, what that is. and what that is, everybody knows the terminology of personality, right? But if your temperament tells you why you have that personality, mm -hmm. so uh, for instance, I am a melancholy in control in my social issues, so it breaks you down into your social aspect, your um, how you are in control, which is like making decisions mm -hmm. and things like that, and then how you are in affection. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm a melancholy in in social cues and things. So basically, I'm an introvert. Yeah. And I can, I don't like being around people. Same here. Same here. I'm an introvert. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an introvert, but a trained extrovert. Like, And so even with that, there is a temperament that fits for an extrovert introvert. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, because you can turn it on and turn it off. Yep, yep, yep. I can't. Mm -hmm. Although my job and my role, sometimes, as you know, you have to do what your position calls you to do. Yep, yep. And I'm not a speaker, but mm -hmm. I'm like the leader of my prayer team at our church. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be in on the pulpit. It's the most nerve wracking thing to me. Yeah. But I'm comfortable because I have to appear competent. That's right. part of the melancholy temperament. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of studying that goes into what I do. Mm -hmm. And once I feel comfortable and confident in that, then I'm able to go forth with mm -hmm. it. And so people are like, oh, but you always loving and smiling and all that. That's because you wouldn't come to me if I didn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People are an agenda to me. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to understand unless you are a melancholy as well. Mm -hmm. I'm task oriented. I'm not people oriented. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of my clients get freedom in knowing who they are mm -hmm. through this temperament. So when it comes down to making decisions, I'm also melancholy. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to um, micromanage you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I don't want control over people and I don't want people controlling me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> same way. I can't stand it. I don't. It, it feels like you're being controlled and all of that. I cannot stand that. Absolutely. I, I think that's one of the biggest things I like about being an entrepreneur because because, again. <laughs> because it's like you don't have to really you don't have to answer to nobody you make your own schedule man it's a beautiful place to be in when it comes down to that Dude. you know and, and and I like that perspective you said too that you, you're, you're, you're task oriented yes. instead of people I, I think that's a great way to understand yourself because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't realize it about themselves. Yeah. So for you to say that, I'm pretty sure some of the listeners out there are probably thinking, I'm, I'm like that. That's me. Yeah. You know, so that's great, man. Um, but when it comes down to, you know, everything that you're doing and you're dealing directly with people, you, you know, you definitely got to have a heart for people. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and just understanding what comes along with that and, you know, how difficult it may be to kind of deal with uh, different types of people mm -hmm. and things of that nature. But mm -hmm. it's a great thing that you're in this space and doing these things because mm. we need it, man. Yes. Mental health is like so <laughs> huge 
and and it needs to be talked about more. Um, you know, I, I, I I'm a fan of the Breakfast Club and Charlamagne yeah, God yeah, yeah, always yeah. talks yeah. about it, and the fact that he speaks about it from a perspective of, you know, because uh, we we came up thinking that you know you go see a therapist or anybody like wrong. that, he's something wrong. Like like what's wrong with you? Like you crazy yeah. or something? You know what yeah. I'm saying? But you know, just us as black people. You know what, what we've gone Dude, through in life. Yes, like we all should be going to see a therapist. Um, yes, yes. I've 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 uh, heard it said like this once before that you need a therapist for your past and a life coach for your future. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so kind of covering all the bases yeah. there. Yeah. So I, I think that we definitely um, should make sure that we we're not keeping that same narrative mm-hmm. that it's it's a it's it's a bad thing it's yes. a it's a great thing yes to have a therapist and because we got some trauma man some stuff that we've gone through in life that we really need yes to visit deal with you know what i mean because i think it keeps a lot of us from getting to our futures that is the number one thing mm-hmm. is i love the um one of the things one of my mentors i call him paul he mm-hmm. taught me is that we will never conquer what we refuse to confront. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, as men... Yeah, definitely. As men, we will put on the facade mm-hmm. of power mm-hmm. and control. Yep. Not knowing that inside that big 65380 lineman is this little baby who got traumatized at a young age and will not and we will mask it as anger yep yep and all these things that are going on i get so many women that i counsel um and then referral out like i need my man needs to talk to somebody like that but they always what i what's key for me is how many times i've heard oh he's a black counselor Mm -hmm. because that is appealing and i get it to many black men yeah because it's perspective and I had it in the beginning too as well right like how is somebody that doesn't walk my path understand where I'm going through right but at the same time too there is a difference in perspective mm-hmm. and that's what the in my opinion I think that's what it all comes down to mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. but that's also why I'm kingdom minded as well mm-hmm. because yes you're your life does play a factor in it mm-hmm. and that does not change anything but the things that you're going for and the things you need to change mm-hmm. the opinion my textbook i love it is the bible amen that's my textbook mm-hmm. however i do have training mm-hmm. and i love the fact of integrating mm-hmm. what i've been trained with in the secular world of counseling there are techniques there are things that are going on Matter of fact, I'm getting ready to start um, some training in September for it's called EMDR, and in the counseling world, that's a huge thing going on. It's called it's for eye movement desensitization. I can never remember what that R stands for, but it's for trauma and PTSD clients that mm-hmm. have gone through different things. But it helps you to separate and uh, your emotions from certain things, and right. it helps you move forward. Right. That's all I care about. Yeah. As a counselor, I and not being people oriented, but my anthem is to see you thrive. Right. But so many people are settling for surviving versus thriving. 
Say that again. <laughs> they, just, they, 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 they cool with just surviving. Yes, your but, normal is not needs to be your normal. Right, right. At all. Because they, they too busy with just being satisfied that they made it through something. Yes. They, you know, I got through that, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, you know, you, you're, you're able to let go, mm-hmm. but you're not moving on. Yes. You know, so I think that we... A lot of a lot of us are being trained to think that way, though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a learned behavior. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's not something that um that is really God's desires for our lives, but it's the outside yeah. energy that's coming in yes. that's making you think that that's okay yeah. for you just to settle with what you have and not want more. Right. Because my question to that person is, who told you that? Yes. 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 It didn't come from God. Yeah. <laughs> and if that person is guiding you, yeah. That's my biggest thing with even horoscopes. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, I don't know the artist is. I used to work at a group home here in Rock Hill, mm-hmm. and every kid was always asking, "What's your sign? Mm-hmm. What's your sign?" Yeah, and um, I'm like, the cross, <laughs> and they had no idea what I was talking about right. with that. Right, but they would go off a date. People go off their horoscopes. Yeah, and like that's your destiny. Mm-hmm. versus the one who created the stars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between astrology and so you're going to know who God put in your life based off of a, a star. Right. And if that star is wrong, oh, I wasn't supposed to be with you anyway. You're a Gemini. Right, right, right. I wasn't supposed to be with you. Is yeah. that the issue? Right. I, you know, and it's crazy, <laughs> man, because I'm a Gemini uh-huh. and people automatically just go to this place of you a Gemini. You crazy, huh? You bipolar. No, I'm not. No, I don't know I'm where not. y'all get this from. There is not. Too, and yeah. Literally, my birthday is May 30th. So I fall in that realm. May 30th? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm May 31st. <laughs> wow. So okay. right after you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was literally at uh, Clinton Junior College here. I'm uh, not junior college, Clinton College now. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an event for men's wellness um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And the doctor there, uh, um, one of the doctors there, she, um, they said, uh, they were talking at the end of the thing and they were like, they were going over their signs and then they said, oh, when is your birthday, Dr. Wells? Uh, May 30th. You and Jim, I would have never thought you were a Gemini. Right, right. Why would you? Exactly. What am I, th- that doesn't yeah. tell you anything it, about my or can you tell by the fruit of my words, mm. the things that I'm saying mm-hmm. that I live, mm-hmm. who I am? Right. My identity is not in a horoscope. And that is one not thing people have to. If I could get that part done in a counseling session, right. <laughs> that would change so many people's lives because there are people that literally have devotion and prayer time every day, but still flip to the horoscope to see what that has to say about their life. Yeah, man. I mean, you know. To, to some of us, you know, that's something that you know, and I and I say this about myself because I used to, you know, read those things, mm-hmm. look at those things, or whatever. And you know, we often also look at the compatibility between yep. signs and yep. all that stuff like that. Yep. You know, I mean, we we pay a lot of attention to those things, and and to some degree, to some levels of coincidence, mm-hmm. you know, you read yes. things, yeah, yeah, you read things and it's like, oh, that lines up, that makes yeah. sense, that's me, that's yeah. me, I'm really that type of person or whatever, but I've always come to the to the, to the reality mm-hmm. that everything that have ever been said about, especially Gemini's, mm-hmm. I'm like, 
that is that is not me. No, <laughs> so I don't know. Not. You know, so I don't know where y'all getting this from. What Gemini y'all yeah. meeting? Yes, but it's not me. So that's something that um people have to get away. I think people have to get away from, and just like you said, the fruits of the words. Yeah, what's coming from the spirit of you? Yeah, you know, and yes. now you go off of that. So yeah, you know. that's why I love the temperament. Yeah, because this is who you are. Mm-hmm. This is what has shaped you. Yep, and this. Especially with affection with a married couple. I was dealing with a couple from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the female is like me. She was supine, meaning yeah. you're a combination of a sanguine who is the life of the party yeah. and a melancholy who is very introverted like me. Right. Um, and so she but when it comes to affection, if those people who are in a who are supine, they don't tell people their thoughts. We assume like for me, I assume my wife knows what I want when I want it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to affection, mm-hmm. like you already know everything that I have to say before I even say it, right. so I don't have to say it. But I'll get frustrated because you don't know my thoughts. Right? It doesn't make sense when you say it out loud, but mm-hmm. that's just how they are. Mm-hmm. But then her husband was very uh, sanguine, mm-hmm. so he was a touchy feely. It was to the point where it aggravated her. Mm-hmm. But they both had to come to- together in a session to hear what's a need and what's a want Mm -hmm. and he needed the touch Mm -hmm. and it wasn't necessarily just because he was a sexual being he's a man so obviously right but it was a an emotional and heart need that she needed to hear that she's gonna have to let him have something because man or woman if you are not needing that emotional and emotional meeting uh love first the Mm -hmm. need right it won't matter about the physical right. because you're going to be, and that's what happened. He gets shut down right. when she said doesn't allow him to, to even touch. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Yeah. Wow. He's not even looking for sex. He's right. just saying, I love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like the lights went off on her eyes to hear what's going on. Now they're together now. I mean, yeah. that's one thing I love is the, the marriage style I do of intensive right. is a 90% success rate. 90%? 90%. Wow. You know what? <laughs> That's amazing. That's yes, great. Sir. That's great. That's great. You're tapping into something that I know I want to talk about. Okay. We got to take a break, though, because the segment is coming to a close. Okay. But um, I definitely want to tap into understanding love language because I think that's what you was tapping into. Okay. You know, so we will take a quick break. We're going to come right back. We'll talk more with Dr. Joshua Wells. Don't touch now. We'll be right back. The Mr. Dark Eye Podcast is being brought to you by Don Johnson State Farm Insurance, located at Rock Hills, Manchester Village, off of Dave Lyle Boulevard, 572 John Ross Parkway, Suite 106, directly across from TJ Maxx and in between Sweet Frog and the UPS store. Activate Don in your life and experience the impact. Why? Because Don Johnson is a visionary. She's determined, people-focused, a problem solver, and she's generous. As a champion for connectivity and community impact, she gets this work done through Don Johnson State Farm and Don Johnson empowers. Visit donjohnson.net and donjohnsoncares.com to learn more about her work with the people and the community on protecting assets, generational wealth, financial empowerment, women's empowerment, community empowerment, and civic engagement. Does Don Johnson do too much? 
maybe, but that's just Dawn. She loves the community, she loves the people, and she is a change agent. So make sure you stop by Don Johnson State Farm Insurance located at Rock Hills Manchester Village off of Dave Lyle Boulevard, 572 John Ross Parkway, Suite 106, directly across from TJ Maxx and in between Sweet Frog and the UPS store. And don't forget to tell them Mr. Dark I sent you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and listening to the Mr. Dark Eye Podcast right here on Anchor FM, New Soul Music, the home of motivation. You trust God and live your dreams. Talk with Dr. Joshua Wells. Oh, you, hey, are you a fan of, uh, real quick, are you a fan of or ever watched the show, um, what is it, um, Flash? The, uh, the DC? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. a Dr. Wells on there. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that when oh, I was saying Dr. Wells. Oh, that's me and Wells. my nephew. <laughs> yeah. man, we, he put me on that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love that show too, man. Definitely. But yeah, we was talking about, um, at, at the end of uh, our last segment, we was, um, I think we was touching a little bit on love language and how that can be something in, in marriages yeah. or even just in relationships, period. Yeah. Um, can be misunderstood or, mm-hmm. or understanding what the other person's love language yeah. is. Yeah. Um, do you see a lot of that, you know, where the man has a certain way of how he loves and the kind of, you know, how yeah. he wants to be loved versus the woman and they just don't kind of really mm-hmm. understand yes. what that is. Yes. That, um, there is a lot. Yeah. Um, I would say 70% of the female, the couples that I see have mm-hmm. always, have already heard of, well, let me take that back. 70% of the church uh-huh. people have read about the love language book mm-hmm. uh, with that. And so when we are talking about love languages, there already is a foundation there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is always an issue with receiving and giving the love mm-hmm. with it that there's an issue with. And like the book Five Love Languages says, your love tank. Mm-hmm. And many couples, especially when they get past the first three, the honeymoon mm-hmm. phase within that, literally the first three are the hardest. I just had a conversation last week mm-hmm. with a female. The first three, even though you're in your honeymoon phase, they're still the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, adapting, there's so much that happens in those first three years that you have to, especially if you weren't living together before. Mm-hmm. But even if you were living together before, there's still a change right. that takes place just because you made it holy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the love tanks don't get filled mm-hmm. and it's a ama- it's the argument that makes them don't get filled with it or they don't know how to mm-hmm. so they know for example um i hear men that their love language is uh a lot of the men is really weird is uh words of affirmation yeah um that's number two on my list okay yeah physical touch is number one Okay. And then words of affirmation is number two. And then um, quality time is three. Oh, okay. Acts of service is four. Mm-hmm. And then gifts. Okay. Yeah, so that's mine. Yeah. Okay. I'm a uh, words of affirmation. That's my number one. 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 Yeah. yeah. And then I think the physical touch. I haven't yeah. done it in 13 years. Yeah. Last time <laughs> I did it, probably when maybe it was about three or four years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's why I remember it. Yeah. And, and... I pretty much feel that way because I haven't changed. Yeah. 
I know my response to when my wife gives me words of affirmation. Right. But with the couples that I see, they don't know how to do words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And the, and right with that, I spend a. It's amazing how many times I how much time I spend on just validation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Validation is what keeps your conversation going. Mm-hmm. Validation is what keeps that spouse coming back to you because right. they're not going to feel stupid. Right or right. ignored mm-hmm. with it, and it's so many. Um, you get validation, and then you get the love languages, and the, there's where the miscommunication is, mm-hmm. because there is always a communication issue in the marriage counseling arena. Mm-hmm. Some type of communication, and. And and I know that's never going to change, but that's not a negative thing. That's how it's supposed to be. You're marrying someone that's completely opposite of you. Mm -hmm. You don't know how that person thinks and when they're thinking it or how they say it or how to do. So that's why there's a lot of struggle in those first three years of a marriage, because you're learning how to say something, when to say something. My wife, I'm glad she's not here right now because she (laughs) she will never let me forget our first year and our first argument of everything I'm like okay baby everybody don't need to know all that go on somewhere I'm perfect you're not yeah <laughs> um, but once that love language is understood what needs to happen mm-hmm. that's when couples start okay so this is what I need to do and I tell people even, my new phrase has been um, I got corrected by a couple actually um, I used to say fake it till you make it mm-hmm. But she didn't like that. And so, like, literally, I didn't know it was a popular thing because I hadn't heard of it. But it dropped in my spirit. Faith it till you make it. Faith it till you. Okay. All right. I'm with that. I'm with that. Because that's what my name actually means. Like, God gave me that years ago. Uh, dark eye. You know, it oh, yeah. came from the Second Corinthians 5 and 7. Walk by faith, not, not by, by sight. sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, all right, well, if you don't want to faith, fake it, faith it. Faith till you make it. Yep. And I'm actually getting, getting the shirt for that. <laughs> Faith until you make it. There Faith you go. Because the actions that you're doing are not going to seem like you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be natural, but you're changing to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So until, so you're going to faith it until you have made it the natural yep. and the normal mm-hmm. with it. And when they get that understanding, like, oh, Okay, because it takes the pressure. I'm like, well, I'm going to feel weird. This is not me. No, it's not you. Right. But if you love your spouse, you're mm-hmm. going to have to show them the love that they want, not mm-hmm. the love you want to give them. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a um share something with you yeah. that I that I that I got from someone uh who uh was sharing this information on social media, and I wrote this down because I thought it was pretty pretty good. Okay. Um, it's saying six things on why men and women will always misunderstand each other. And I'm going to see if you agree with these. Okay. Um, so the first one is women enjoy the process and men focus on the goal. True. That's true. Alright. So uh, the second one is women love romance. Well, I know this is true. <laughs> women love romance and men love sex. <laughs> yes. For the most part. For the most part? For the most part. The first one I will say Read that first one again. The first one is women enjoy the process and men focus on the goal. Yes, because most men, it's built in them to be a visionary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to see the goal at the end. Right. And just tolerate the now. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. But you, you, you say in most cases, with the second one, yeah. 
women love romance and men just love sex. So it can be the other way around sometimes where men focus a little bit more on the romance versus just the sex. I think from my experience, yeah, from your experience, the men, it's not natural. Okay. For that to happen. So mm. in essence, yeah, men, because women tolerate sex, they don't need it. Exactly. Exactly, because every day, every time you turn around, every time a guy picks something up, yeah. open up a door, it's like... Yeah, hey, <laughs> let's go. It's morning time, baby. I just woke up. My testosterone after a gym, testosterone yeah. is bells built when you're healthy. Yeah. Guys, let's get to the gym. Yeah, yeah. And you want to talk about a, pre- a post-workout? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's what's up. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. All right, so the third one is... Um, Women will give sex to get emotions and men will become emotional to get sex. Say that one again? Yeah, say it says women will give sex mm-hmm. to bring out they, you know, to bring out the emotion yeah. in a man, to, get, mm-hmm. to, to connect with him emotionally. Yeah. But men will get emotional, mm-hmm. show emotion just to have sex. Yes. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And, but, and that one is hard because I've seen that one mostly in the forgiving stages, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not in the natural stages mm-hmm. for a man. Yeah. But I understand, like, it, it takes me back to uh, the Thin Line Between Love and Hate movie where Martin told old girl, yeah. I love her, yeah. just so he can yeah. have sex with her. Man, we've been doing that since <laughs> Northwest in 1996. <laughs> yeah, That's all that was. Yeah, man. Man. I, just, I know if I do this, this is going to make you feel a certain way. Right. So, so I'm a show emotion. I really yeah. don't feel it. Yeah. And then at the same time, she's giving the sex thinking that the emotion is going to be real. Yes. But it's not. Yes. Wow, that's that's crazy, man. So the fifth one is uh, women feel better talking about the problem and men feel better solving the problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, bad. that's, that's 100%. Yeah, I could, you could have woke up and wrote that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is absolutely true. All the time. And then the last one is uh, uh, men have authority yeah. and women have intuition. Yeah, yeah. I haven't thought about it that yeah, way, yeah, but yeah. in essence, yeah, that's mm-hmm. usually what we operate off of. Yeah, with it. Um, one thing I will add to that in this whole love language field. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes along with uh showing emotion. Men will show emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, is the fact that men we don't. There's a book about it, but it's about love and respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our love language, our, every man's love language is respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It doesn't, you can have the words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. You can have the physical touch and act of sacrifice, mm-hmm. a self service, but it's going to be respect mm-hmm. because the moment respect is removed from the relationship, mm-hmm. there is no intimacy. No. Do not belittle me. Do mm-hmm. not correct me in a in an uh, humiliating way. Right, right. Don't right. go behind my back and make decisions when you know that I have an opinion about something. Right. Disrespecting a man is just like hanging him on the cross. Right. Naked. Mm. Crucified. You might as well. Yeah. Do it all. Because because. I think that that's the lowest thing you can like. Yeah. The lowest thing that can happen for a woman to just ultimately not respect you as a man. Yes. Um. And and then definitely if she does it in public. Yeah. Or something like oh. that. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Man. Good God of <laughs> Yes. That if you want your man to shut down. Yeah. 
and not say anything until you get home, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you may have been joking. Yeah. But you, he felt disrespected. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't say anything, yeah. notice when he got quiet. Right. Right. And what has happened since then. Mm-hmm. If there is some dry humor or some sarcasm going on, because he's vengeful. Right. You hurt him. We are hurtful people. Absolutely. Men can be hurt. Oh, man. I don't care how big and tough you are. Yeah. Your tears are connected to what you're connected to. Because I believe that women have to understand that we as grown men, there's still this little boy that lives inside of us. Mm-hmm. You know, that when you speak to him, yeah. like even from the words of, of affirmation, mm-hmm. you know, when we get that, you know, baby, you did a good job with that. That mm-hmm. was great. I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's speaking to that little boy in yeah. us that makes us feel, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We yes. did some stuff. So on the opposite end of that, you can you can hurt yes. that little boy in us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um and I don't think they realize that. You no. know, they, they don't they don't realize that that's what's happening and mm-hmm. um, you know, and we can shut down. Yeah. And um and ultimately, like you say it, when we are res- when we are respected, that's how we feel love. Yes, yeah, because it's so. I offer um, it's called I call it like the counselor on call. Mm-hmm. So I offer this package, so basically a maintenance package. Yeah, to where like, for couples and individuals, mm-hmm. to where you get a call once a month and a visit once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's other stuff included on the web um, in that package, but it's because many people don't think they need counseling, mm-hmm. and this is the perfect way to introduce it. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it, your issues does, however, when it, it, when infidelity comes up, it could have been pre- prevented. Right, right, right. With it, but if you get a one session a month, forty-five minutes, if it's a couple, like an hour together mm-hmm. once a month that's letting you know okay we can do this mm-hmm. because in essence it's going to take you three weeks at least for most people to get a rapport right. with their counselor and mm-hmm. start opening up mm-hmm. but there is no heavy expectation with it mm-hmm. understanding what's going on because nobody's going to say it I have yet to meet the person that's unless they are an extrovert and just love to talk they're going to have spilled everything about what we're getting ready to face. Mm-hmm. And so, but even when they're doing that, they're still not telling everything. Right. Right. From right. within that. So I love introducing mental health counseling and couples counseling once a month. Mm. Just come on in. You don't have it. We've never done counseling before. That's fine. Right. We'll come together. Let's talk. And in three months, we can even do your temperament. Let's be how this couple really is. And every, this, I guarantee it, mm-hmm. every time somebody says something, it's, oh, man, see, you are like that. Mm-hmm. It's the every single time. But mm-hmm. it's not just leaving you hot like that. Let's help you in your weak areas right? as well. And that's where many people with personalities, they're like, oh, well, I'm just like this. Mm-hmm. I don't leave you like that. Yeah. That's that's something that I think people say to kind of I guess uh, try to justify yes, wanting absolutely. to just be just stuck in that space yep. and yep. just continue to be that same person. Yep. Do you ever? I, I've seen this on like like I guess 
TV shows and movies or different things that I've seen on television um, where people do this role reversal thing. Mm-hmm. Y'all ever do that? Where yeah. like like yeah, where yeah, the person yeah. kind of you know shows the other person you know the version of mm-hmm. their spouse. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and vice versa, or whatever. Does that you do that, and does it help? Depends on the couple. Okay. Um, I am not a template counselor. Okay. Um, I have my format and things that we go through, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm not going to put that couple into a box because I've never counseled them before. Right. 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 Um, that role reversal is very sketchy. Okay. Because I focus on inflammatory words. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. not go back to the past. Okay. Because most couples cannot handle a conversation about something in the past mm-hmm. appropriately to the mm-hmm. point of where it doesn't <clears throat> inflame the other person. Okay. So when they're with me, our first two days are communi- our first day is communication. Mm-hmm. Understanding the words that you say have influence enough to where you are not going to, <laughs> um, they're not going to allow that word to get to them, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to deal with that either. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that, oh, that, that, that made him upset. Mm-hmm. And then we get like an hour into the session because I usually do intensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get an hour into the session and then they start talking about something and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, she just said it. And then that person shuts down mm-hmm. and doesn't say anything else. I can imagine, and 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 and, and, and I believe that um... because it reminds me also <laughs> of you remember the, ep- uh, the episode of uh, Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and uh, uh, Neil Long, yeah, Neil Long, yeah, yeah, and he put on that all in mm-hmm. because that it, that was the most funniest part of that show. Yeah. However, that's the most realistic of what happens when somebody do it. Yeah. They will literally be, do their best to imitate them and right. bring out the worst. They have never done something that's going to make that person feel good about themselves. I believe that's <clears throat> that's one of the things I believe that ultimately going to happen in that in that moment. I feel like. It's, it's, it's going to um, it's going to come come uh, 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 almost from a place of malice in a sense. Almost. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like yes. an attack. Yes, you know. So <clears throat> I think that um, like you said, it probably only works. It's kind of depending on the couple, mm-hmm. um, you know. But it's really difficult to know. Yeah, who you should do that with. Yeah, and who you shouldn't. But like you said, you start off in a great place of communication because yeah. that's one of the, probably one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, a problem yeah. because <clears throat> I've heard I heard uh, um, um, this guy I forget his name but I think he has a podcast called uh, Dear Future Wifey I think okay um, but he he he's a marriage counselor as well he okay. said one of the things that he's seen uh, that's reoccurring that that makes uh, people get divorced in most cases is that lack of communication yeah. and not expressing the expectations of what you wanted to your spouse mm-hmm. and then when they don't know and they don't do then it's like once that time goes by and you've been waiting and waiting for them to do something that you yes. never told them mm-hmm. and then it's like okay I'm done now mm-hmm. you know and he's like that's one of the biggest reasons why marriages uh, have ended from his perspective and yeah. I was like wow that's crazy and, it, and it's even from 
you know, just like, um, you know, even from from a perspective of even before you even get to marriage, a lot of relationships in even for that reason. But um, I, I think, yeah, I, I believe that's, you know, some truth to that, you know, because yeah. a lot of people, they have problems and issues, but they never tell the spouse yeah. that they have these Absolutely. issues. Absolutely. And I don't know why. <clears throat> Everybody has their own reason. Yeah. Um, for many women, they are afraid of the reaction mm-hmm. of their husband, their their view yeah. of them is going to change of whatever that is. Um, it's usually an emotional connection right, with right, a right. female that they don't want to share. There's something about the man's opinion mm-hmm. of them in that kind of situation. And for men, it's the same thing, but it's usually seen in a weak perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to do something that's going not make me look as strong as I want to be. Mm-hmm. However, you are strong <laughs> when you confess your weaknesses. Absolutely, it's, it's the opposite. People <laughs> yeah. think that if you yeah. share your weaknesses, that makes you soft or whatever. Um, you know, but that's but that's the reason why a lot of men are are uh, dealing with stuff. Yep. Privately, and it's 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 really taking them down. Yes, because they're not. Um, opening up and, and being transparent and vulnerable and not, you know, but this world that we live in, social yeah. media, yeah. all of it around us now yeah. um, is, is attacking us for yes. being vulnerable yes. and, 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 and opening up. So It is. It tells you that uh, if you open up to something that you are weak yeah. and that, that you weren't built, you were built mm-hmm. to only handle what God allows you to handle. Right. You were built to handle things and keep them healthy and safe. But otherwise, the scripture that says, uh, cast off every weight that so easily besets you. Right. We put stuff on ourselves and weight the baggage that we carry. Sometimes men, we try and compensate mm-hmm. for what we can carry. And we and we go with isolation right. versus separation. Right. And so when you are isolated, you're you're really showing how much you cannot handle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus getting separation time within that. The more isolated you are, the weaker you really are. Right. Because right. there is, you are going in a battle by yourself and you're trying to come up with a strategy and you're your own resource and you're not tapping into your friends, your family, your counselor, anybody else that is there for you. Right. And so you try and take that on every single battle that you get and every isolation that you feel that you have to be by yourself every time that's really talking yourself up to where I'm just giving up. And see, that goes back to the word to me because God said himself that it ain't good for man to be alone. Never. So, right. So, Never. So we, we, we isolate ourselves and, 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 and separate ourselves from everybody. And, you know, and I, I think um, when we do that, we're basically trying to uh, keep people from seeing that side of us yeah. that we feel like if they saw that, yeah. that it's just going to show weakness. Think about the man in your life mm-hmm. that you have connections with. Right. When did that connection, I don't even have to know who it is or when it was, mm-hmm. that connection took place when that man was transparent. You speaking, man. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, As a yeah. man, yeah, we needed to see that man say, this is hard. Yeah. 
I don't know if I can do this on my own. Right. This hurts me. Yes. I have a tear. She scares me. Yes. I, I'm helpless. Right. But the moment we had transparent men was the moment the relationship really started. Man, you you speaking, you speaking directly to a situation where I discovered a friend of mine that I've been friends with 20 years now. Him and I realized how close we were yeah. versus to our own blood brothers. Yeah. Because we had those moments that we shared. Yeah. Where we was able to be transparent. Because like when, with my own blood brothers, I have, I can't remember seeing them cry mm-hmm. or go through something where they actually shared that with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was always because they're older than me. So they always was in this space of, you know, making me think that they got it all together all yeah. the time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, you're right, man. You're exactly right. And the, not just man to man. Yeah. But even as men, we have to show that transparency to our wives, too, yeah, and absolutely. to our teenagers, yeah. and to our sons, mm-hmm. and to our daughters, mm-hmm. because I remember um, my wife and I, before we had our oldest, who was seven, um, we had a miscarriage before then. Mm-hmm. And so the second child came about, and she... Um, not gory, but she was spotting bleeding. Mm-hmm. And in our minds, we were thinking, oh, Lord, here we go again. Wow. Yeah. And it got to the point, I'm like, okay, it bled, it stopped. It, it, and it just went on and on and on for a few weeks. And we didn't know what to do. And to the point of where I came home from work, and she's like, oh, Lord, here I go again. And I'm scared. And I just let it all out. And I'm crying before her and my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I tr- if I'm with my wife, I'm okay. But I don't try and do it with my, my daughter there um, as well. Just me. Mm-hmm. However, the moment I showed her that, that that part of me, first it scared she's like, Daddy, is Daddy okay? Yeah. And she talked to mom because Mama was trying to console me mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to lose my baby again. Mm-hmm. But when that happened, my daughter comforted me. Wow. And I'm, and even though in my tears... I could feel the warm embrace of my daughter yes. coming in and me being transparent and letting her know, yeah, daddy cries too. Right, right. Let's her know in the future, her husband yes. and a man, yes. it is permissible, yes. permissible to cry. Yeah. Anger is not the only emotion. Right. Jumping for joy at a touchdown is not the only emotion a man can show. Right. Throwing up the threes it's not the only emotion we can show, mm-hmm. but you can judge a man by the length of his tears. Mm. That's 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 good. That's good, man. And and like you said, like we said earlier, that this is something that shows strength, not weakness. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe that this is something that's not hard to change the narrative of this. We just have to, um, you know, continue to educate. Yeah. That yeah. part educate each other on you know it's emotionally intelligence is what they call it right yeah so absolutely so it's really about the education of that and them and 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 women understanding and and men amongst each other understanding yeah that that it's okay you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. for us to be in this space and have these feelings Mm -hmm. and go through these emotions 
Yeah. And 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 uh, once we get to that place of knowing that it's okay, mm-hmm. I think you know it's gonna, it's going to put us in a better position to be able to move forward and grow to to continue to evolve and be better and continue to be better and better and better. Yes. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. I, just really dropped and it's also okay for women to show other emotions too absolutely um many women mm-hmm. they all yes women cry mm-hmm. and all that but there are some women who won't right they are so strong in their mind mm-hmm. because of their upbringing right that I cannot show or I will not show them me crying mm-hmm. instead I'm going to yell Mm-hmm. I'm going to be assertive. I'm going to be aggressive. Right. Because that's what you got to do to survive. Right, right, right. Holy Spirit soften that heart. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. In that moment, to that lady and that teenager, mm-hmm. you can cry. Absolutely. And not even that, you can smile. Yeah. Some of you have the most beautiful smile, but people have told you not to. Mm-hmm. They have shut them down and said, no, what are you doing smiling? If you're smiling, you're not doing it right. Yeah. No. Let You look so much, Kirk said it, you look so much better when you smile. Amazing. It's okay to cry and it's okay to smile. You have all of these emotions inside females, but you don't, nobody's going to judge you because of what emotion you show. Oh, but you don't understand, you're a man and you ain't going to, people look at you differently. No. The only opinion that matters is the one who created you. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that, brother. Well, we definitely got to wrap this up. I oh, saw no that. Uh, yeah, I saw that uh, we got a minute left. But um, but real quick, man, this has been a beautiful, great conversation, man. Thank you for coming. Thank you for um, having me. So uh, let people know how they can get in touch with you. You got yes, about sir. 10 seconds. <laughs> no problem. Um, you can go on the website, hopewells.life, H-O-P-E-W-E-L-L-S dot life, or you can email me at drwells at hopewells.life. There you go, man. Thank you again, brother, for coming through and blessing the podcast. Yes, sir. Um, I'm sure we dropped uh, a lot of great information for people to discover some things about themselves that yeah, they didn't man. know for sure. But y'all, please contact him if you need it. Don't be ashamed to get uh, you know, get this help, get these great conversations, and uh, so we can move forward. Amen. <laughs> Amen. This has been the Mr. Dark Eye Podcast. Remember to trust God and live your dreams, and we'll catch you next time. The Mr. Dark Eye Podcast is being brought to you by Don Johnson State Farm Insurance, located at Rock Hills, Manchester Village, off of Dave Lyle Boulevard, 572 John Ross Parkway, Suite 106, directly across from TJ Maxx and in between Sweet Frog and the UPS store. Activate Don in your life and experience the impact. Why? Because Don Johnson is a visionary. She's determined, people-focused, a problem solver, and she's generous. As a champion for connectivity and community impact, she gets this work done through Don Johnson State Farm and Don Johnson empowers. Visit donjohnson.net and donjohnsoncares.com to learn more about her work with the people and the community on protecting assets, generational wealth, financial empowerment, women's empowerment, community empowerment, and civic engagement. Does Don Johnson do too much? Maybe, but that's just Don. She loves the community, she loves the people, and she is a change agent. So make sure you stop by Don Johnson State Farm Insurance located at Rock Hills, Manchester Village off of Dave Lyle Boulevard, 572 John Ross Parkway, Suite 106, directly across from TJ Maxx and in between Sweet Frog and the UPS store. And don't forget to tell them Mr. Dark I sent you.